Mike Agarbo joining us from sunny White Rock. Well, it's not quite sunny yet, but it sure as heck is going to be in a matter of another hour or two uh, with a look ahead to today's episode of Get Connected coming up after the 10 o'clock news. Mike, good morning. Good morning. Good to have you with us today. Uh, uh, one of the things that I know you want to talk to us a little bit about this morning, and this is uh, this is good because we're going to do a segment on it with uh, the Globe and Mail's Bill Curry in our next hour, and that's this whole business of the ArriveCan app. Bill's done a deep dive into it and did a three-part series in the paper. What can you add to ArriveCan this morning? Well, it's uh, cost a lot of money. Think, uh, <laughs> Boy, the, did it ever. Yeah, the government spent over $54 million to make this one app that uh, I think most people hate it in, in the end. So, uh, you know, obviously you'll go into your deep dive there, but uh, it, it just gets uh, even weirder, just the uh, amount of uh, different companies the government used to actually create the app as well. Indeed. And were they all a private contract? And uh, do we even know if there was bidding allowed or was this all handpicked uh, by the government and its people? Yeah, I don't know about the bidding. Uh, there was basically uh, one of the companies, uh, they were called GC Strategies. Uh, I think they got $45 million, And the company doesn't hardly have any employees. They only have uh, less than four employees. They they use dozens of contractors to actually uh, make, the, uh, make the app. So it'll be interesting if people dig in more just to find out more information about this. Well, and here's the fun part about it. And this is where Bill goes with his third piece, which is in today's Globe and Mail, by the way. Now, apparently... Apparently, Mike, and you'll love this, there are tech companies banding together to have a hackathon and to demonstrate exactly how weak the ArriveCan app really is. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a little disappointed. You know, $54 million for that app. You know, there's a lot of tech leaders that, that they've talked to that say that it could have been done for a fraction of, uh, of that cost. Interesting stuff. Well, we'll do more about that with Bill Curry. Right now, though, uh, you know, we had uh, Apple had its moment on this show a couple of weeks ago. And uh, by the sounds of things, it's uh, Google time because they've had the another Pixel event. Tell us more, please. Yeah, the uh, the phone is uh, Google's uh, smartphone uh, mm-hmm. that uh, they uh, they have. They just had their least, uh, recent launch of uh, the Pixel Seven. Uh, so uh, you know, obviously, faster, better. I mean, what's interesting with this one is that uh, uh, with this particular phone, uh, it's got a feature that can help unblur photos that you've taken. Not just with the uh, the phone uh, at the moment here, but it can also go back into your Google Photo Library and find all of your blurred photos and, uh, and make and them better. Really? So not only yeah. not only with current stuff, but they, this can actually retrieve an old photograph that's a little blurry, too bad. It was such a good shot, too, and actually clean it up. Apparently so. I, you know, I don't know how much that feature would be used. Uh, you know, for me, if I take a blurry photo, uh, delete. I typically delete. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, that didn't I, work. I, Next. I don't know how many blurry photos are in my library, but it's it's an interesting feature. And uh, my son has a Google phone, and he says in, in this particular product, I guess it's because they're such a competitor with Apple, but he said it really is all about the, the, the cameras. It is, and Google's done a great job with that. Uh, you know, they've uh, increased the uh, the quality of uh, these phones. I think the uh, the flagship uh, has up to a five times optical uh, zoom on here. What's interesting is they also uh, are going to launch uh, a new Pixel Watch, and it uh, it looks beautiful. It's got uh, a round face to it. 
And uh, it's got a lot of Fitbit features built into it as well. Fitbit was bought by Google uh, you know, a few years ago. Okay. Uh, so it'll be able to track all your health, uh, you know, heart rate, things like that. It'll have fall detection coming up uh, shortly uh, as well. Is this another one of those $2,000 watch-type toys, or is it a little, is it a little more approachable? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the nice thing about Google. They, they try to get the pricing down, but it's still... Uh, you know, a bit. I think it starts at about four fifty Canadian, uh, and then five fifty for the one that has cellular service. Ah, interesting. Okay, well, some of the others start at twelve hundred, Mike. So it's yeah. It, yeah. it's a little more approachable. I uh, got a great story here, and, and this I like because we're seeing more and more of this, and you're really good at searching them out and bring them to our attention on Saturday mornings, particularly the health stuff. And this one is a tool, an AI tool, an artificial intelligence tool that can look at, can take a retina scan and start predicting other things that may medically be wrong. Tell us more. This is fascinating it is fascinating and you know more and more researchers are finding that uh, the retina can tell uh, a lot about our health just by looking at the uh, the blood vessels the veins and arteries uh, in the eyes so some researchers in london uh, you know basically have found that uh, using ai software and these retina scans uh, and comparing it to outcomes of uh, you know other research uh, that they can actually, uh, you know, predict, uh, you know, if people uh, are going to have certain types of uh, heart uh, disease. So by looking at the retina scans, uh, you know, and uh, how wide the blood vessels are, how many uh, are covering the, the area, and how bendy they are uh, as well, uh, it is an indicator of uh, how healthy your heart is. Interesting. And this is all about this artificial intelligence retinal scan that may be able to diagnose medical issues currently alive in your body. This is all because of machine learning. This this whole process, this this whole program, has it's taken quite some time to develop, hasn't it? Uh, it really has. And, you know, we, we talk a lot about artificial intelligence on Get Connected, and we're going to be doing that today on the uh, uh, our show uh, again and uh, some more, but it's just amazing the advances they've uh, done with this type of software uh, and just using some of this imagery to, to see how healthy uh, people are. It really is. And Mike, do you know at all how close this might be from the developmental experimental stage to where we can go somewhere as we might get an MRI or something and get a retinal scan, a diagnostic retinal scan? How, how far might that be off? I think we're still a few years away because obviously they have to... Uh, uh, develop the diagnostic tools to, to do the scans, uh, but also they've got to go through, you know, uh, testing as well to, to make sure that it works out and get the regulatory approval from different uh, health authorities and governments uh, as well. So it's still several years away. Oh, they can't get at it fast enough from where I'm sitting. What else are you going to talk about today on Get Connected, Mr. Agrabo? Uh, also going to be looking uh, at the Tesla robot uh, announcement as well. They've uh, got that humanoid robot they've been working on. Right. They, uh, actually unveiled a prototype. I don't know if it's really ready for prime time yet, but uh, it's kind of interesting the, the way technology is going there as well. All right. Well, thanks for getting up early to do this as always, and have a great show. Thank you, Sterling. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.